Appreciate them boys right there. Chaos Theory always doing a great job as they lead in to hanging with Harge right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered. I am your host, Harbaugh Harge, representing the 254, but now I represent the 512. Pflugerville, that is. What up, everybody? Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. Make sure you follow us on all the social media platforms. I am at Hardball Harge on both uh, Instagram and Twitter. And you can also go to text TSU Unfiltered on Twitter and at Texas Sports Unfiltered on Instagram. We're also on Facebook as well. But I want to thank y'all for tuning in with me today. We got a lot to get into. There's so much to unwrap. Obviously, we got college football weekend is upon us. Big 12, SEC, and of course, the Pac-12 after dark. You see, I'm rolling with Coach Prime today, baby. I'm coming with Coach Prime today. We will talk a little bit about that. We will also recap and talk about what we learned from the Dana Hogerson Bowl as University of Houston, in a thrilling fashion, defeat West Virginia. We will also preview the Texas Hoops team. That's right. Hoops information. I know everybody's still in the heart of basketball, rightfully, I mean, in the heart of football, rightfully so. But we do have a men's basketball team and a women's basketball team that are ranked pretty high in the conference. So we can talk about that as well. Uh, We're going to preview Big 12 games this weekend, but we also need to recap. We need to recap. What up? What up? How's everybody doing today? I'm glad y'all jumped on and tried to check it out. We're going to have my man Kyle Yeoman's. I mean, excuse me, Kyle Eumanns come on with us to talk about the Dallas Cowboys as they get ready to take on the uh, L.A. Chargers. It's a big matchup. The ex-girlfriend, you're going to the ex-girlfriend's house, so be careful out there. We also want you to be part of the show. Hit us up on the Coda text line, 512-222-9328. I see everybody hitting hitting us up right now. We got to believe. That's right, T. We got to believe. It's Happy Friday. Let's get this party started. But I want to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies and what they were able to do yesterday by knocking off the Atlanta Braves for the second straight year in a row. Uh, they win three to one yesterday, all home runs. Uh, they advanced to the NL. I mean, they won the series three to one. They advanced to the NLCS against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Braves, another win teams. They actually won 104 games along with the Orioles and the Dodgers all get knocked out. And I heard everybody talking about the um, format. I don't give a damn about the format. It's baseball. You play sports, you get out there and you play. It don't matter if you have days off, days on, you can be playing and need a break. But nobody ever talks about needing a break. They always try to find an excuse to reason why these teams got beat. The reason why these teams got beat is because the other teams were better, period. You've watched the games. You saw it. It didn't have anything to do with somebody sitting out. That I don't believe in that at all, and nor will I uh, uh, buy in to that nonsense. I mean, it's just because they wanted to see those teams. They didn't want to see the teams that are making it to these uh, the final four right now. So I'm not buying into that. Uh, the Phillies led by Nick uh, Castellanos hit two more home runs. That's back-to-back games where he had two home runs in the the night, which was unbelievable. Spencer Strider, the Braves' ace, was coming in and coming right after him like we thought they were. He was throwing his fastball and hit it over 100 miles an hour a bunch of times. But yesterday on this show, right here, my guy Greg Swindell, uh, former World Series champion with the Arizona Diamondbacks, big league pitcher for 17 years, in the major league said that if Strider stayed in the game into the fifth and sixth innings, that he would leave a hanging fastball. And people are like, what, how do you hang a fastball? No, that means that stays on that plane. It stays in a level where it's not rising like it once was. And he wasn't elevating it. And if they got to him and they did, they banged that ball out of the ballpark. So I'm telling you, you got to be tuning in, man. You get all the info. You get the juice here, man. Make sure you're tuning in because you never know who's going to be on the show and what might bring you a lot of information at all times. Speaking of that, speaking of that, I guess it's safe for me to say, I'm going to preview it over the weekend, but let's just say I will have an Olympian on the show on Monday. Yeah, that's right. Your boy pulling out all the stops for you 
right here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. A good friend of mine is an Olympic champion. He has done some major things in the sports world. And he's going to jump on with me on Monday, talk a little bit about the Cowboys, Texas Longhorns, in some high school athletics. There's your little hint for you. But I'll keep this going right now. But you sit here and you look at that game. He, he went five and two-thirds and seven hits, but three earned runs. And But he had seven Ks, but all of the runs that he gave up were all solo home runs. He gave up home runs in the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth inning to two of them to Castellanos and the other one to Trey Turner. And speaking of Trey Turner, this is kind of funny to me, who, by the way, is hitting 471 in the playoffs. Remember when he was struggling halfway through the season and everybody in Philadelphia was losing their mind? They were getting frustrated and still trying to figure out how this guy is with us. How you like me now? Huh? Trey Turner out there banging on there. He's the first Phillies player to have four hits in a postseason game. Talk about a baller. And don't forget, he's been around the game for a while. They made a big acquisition to go get him, but he has big time experience. And he's another one of those guys that can get in there and let you know that he ain't scared at all. And that's why my man Bryce Harper, who I told y'all yesterday, is running hot all the time he continues to bang the baseball as well and just like he's getting hot at the right time just like jose abreu for the houston astros bryce harper is the one that is the muscle he is the one that gets the team fired up but they are definitely trying to get themselves back to a rematch against the houston astros i know rangers fans i'm not trying to discredit it but i'm talking right now both of these teams are having their opportunity to go win another series to get themselves back into the world series we're going to end up talking a little bit about the texas rangers and the houston astros and how they're going to match up coming up pretty soon but we'll get into that but now it's on to the diamondbacks two teams in the national league that are playing at a very high level the Phillies are the only team to lose a game this postseason that is in this matchup. Think about that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be bananas. The game will be on Monday night. It'll be going up against Monday night football. Sorry, Diamondbacks and Phillies. You know America is going to be watching the Dallas Cowboys. Let's not forget that, even though they are playing like straight trash. I want to uh, transition, but before I get into that, I'm going to talk about college football. But before I get into that, let me tell you about the great folks over at Covert BK. You know it's nestled on 42 acres in the Texas Hill Country. Covert BK has a, has a new three uh, state-of-the-art auto dealerships carrying seven brands. You know what those brands are? Buick, GMC, Cadillac, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. And in addition to those seven brands, you can also drive out to Huddo and go to Ford, uh, Covert Ford in Huddle, or you can go to Ford Lincoln in Austin. No one beats a Covert deal, not now, not ever. Covert BKs has something for everyone. I just told you about all the makes and models. That means they can service all those makes and models. And with 86 service bays, the wait time will be minimal. Please visit CovertBK.com for the latest specials and inventory, or just stop by there and see them today. Ask for Marcus Washington, senior and junior, and, of course, ask for my Kimfo, Ira Clark. Make sure COVID BK is on your destination list. I also want to talk about the great folks over at Audiovisual Consultations. AVConsultations.com is where you go for all your home theater setup. Maybe you want new lighting. Maybe you need new cameras in the house to make sure that everything is taken care of and you can survey the area. Tom and his crew who has been doing this since 1988 will make sure that they take care of you and you can see all the great games that I was just talking about. There's college football, NBA's coming up, college basketball's coming up, and of course, NFL as well. The playoffs are here. Why not make sure that you have a big screen to watch it on? Tom and his crew will make everything easy for you. You don't have to go to the big box stores. You don't have to put it up yourself. That is how that goes down. Go make sure you reach out at 512-255-8678. 
That's 512-255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. And make sure you tell them you heard it right here at TS Unfiltered, Texas Sports Unfiltered. Maybe they'll hook you up with a little something, something. I want to talk about some college football. And what is the one rule of thumb when you talk about college football and the end of the game situations? Knock the ball down. Don't let the ball get get hit and you can make a valiant play. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's the thing that I keep talking about. And that is what we saw yesterday as the Houston Cougars should have lost the game to the West Virginia Mountaineers, but not so fast, my friends. 41-39 on a Hail Mary touchdown to walk it off for the win. This was a straight-up back-and-forth contest. Uh, U of H was up against the wall and having to battle back after West Virginia. And my guy, Gary Green, I told you, he was tough, he was athletic, and he was going to make you look at him and believe in what he was doing. And that's exactly what he did. Gary Green drove him down the field with the TD in the fourth, and I think they only had like one, a minute 17 left. And Donovan Smith got a chance to throw a Hail Murray with Hail Hail Murray, Hail Mary, with no time left on the clock. And what we just saw was a team that has good wide receivers from uh, U of H. Their quarterback, Donovan Smith, we've played against them before. You got a chance to see him. If you're a Texas Longhorn fan, you got a chance to see him at Texas Tech. He was the one that was giving you hell last year. So you have to make sure that you stay in front of this. And these are some of the things that we've talked about before with the Texas Longhorns. You got to have gap integrity and making sure you're holding it down the way it's supposed to be held down. You can't put yourself in a bad situation and try to uh, outthink or look at something the way that you thought it was and not realize that I need to stay with my responsibility because it's easy for everybody to get sucked into a certain play. And if you get out of your gaps, Donovan Smith, who can run, but yesterday he was using his arms a lot more. And our secondary for Texas needs to be paying attention to it because those guys can play. It's not going to be an easy laydown game. And I know that they're going to be all fired up for what they did for that dub, but man, that was an exciting, exciting game last night. And I hope that everyone enjoyed it because there's going to be a lot to talk about next week. As we prepare for that, you're going down to Houston. It looked like uh, last night, it didn't look like it was sold out last night, right? You would think on a Thursday night game with uh, nothing else going on that you would be at that supporting U of H, but it didn't look like a lot of people were there. So if they said that the game was sold out, that means that all those tickets came from, of course, University of Texas faithful. So I'm interested to see how this is all going to uh, play out this weekend because now it becomes a Texas home game as before. As a matter of fact, I want y'all to hear this epic play in the game from the radio call. Back to pass, Donovan Smith. Smith steps up in the pocket, unloads it, throws it all the way downfield into the end zone, tipped, and it is caught! Caught by the Cougars! Caught for a touchdown! Unbelievable! Caught by Stephon Johnson! The ball was tipped up in the air, and the Cougars win the game on the final play! Unreal! Unreal! The Cougars, first ever Big 12 conference win. What a call. What a play. And again, the number one rule of thumb, knock the damn ball down. You, 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 that's the rule. And what you did yesterday ended up costing your team. If you're West Virginia, you had an opportunity to continue to have your control, your own fate, control your own fate. I said it before and I'll say it again. I thought for sure, my man, uh, Neil, uh, Neil Brown, I thought for sure Neil Brown was going to get fired. And what he's done is battled back. His team has battled back. They have played some outstanding football. And now they have to go back and regroup and get ready for next week. But the 
the Houston Cougars are riding high. I know they was probably having a good time last night after that win. It's very exhilarating, but now you get a whole different type of problem in the Texas Longhorns. You're getting a pissed-off Texas, uh, Texas Longhorn football team that is ready to get back to work because they, too, were disappointed as well. Last night, obviously, we I'll talk about some of the games that are coming up, as I said, tonight. You got uh, Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffs. You see it prime time. They will take on the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, nine o'clock on ESPN. Nine o'clock, folks. Pac-12 at the dark. They are in Colorado. It's going to be cold there. This is going to be the first time that I believe Dion and them are going to be playing in cold weather. They are favored by 11 and a half. I don't know what to expect from Stanford. I really don't. I know that David Shaw, like Matt Campbell, as I was talking to Rodney Rodriguez and, and my man Wags, I was talking about that. That is a coach that I don't know that they're going to benefit. I don't think they can get players like everybody else does in the uh, transfer portal. There's not a lot of people that will transfer to Stanford. It is what it is. Not mad at it, but he was he was separating himself there now, before. Now the playing field is so even that you're going out there and getting who you want now. Stanford is not being able to do that. So that is uh, something that, that I will be paying attention to tonight. Travis Hunter is supposed to be making his appearance again. He's coming back from that lacerated liver on that cheap shot by the Colorado State uh, safety. But now he's going to be back. Maybe that's why the uh, adrenaline is where it is right now when you talk about this Colorado football team. You know Deion Sanders is, is the master motivator. And I really wish that I had that um, sound. Matter of fact, I'm going to play it for you. I'm definitely going to play it for you because it is something that I think it is, it is very important to hear why Deion Sanders is the person that he is. Everybody wants to go at him. Everybody wants to talk trash about him. And you, you want to think that the moment is too much for him. I'm going to play this sound, and I hope it sounds good on, on this microphone, but I really want you to listen to what Deion Sanders has to say about men and what he does this coaching job for. That's what I got out of it, and I hope you get that out of it as well. So take a listen. We're going to change as well uh, for good. Uh, one thing that I don't uh, like is, is treating you all like children, like all some adults, your men. And we need to treat you as such. Hold them accountable for what's transpiring. We're trying to raise men. I'm sick of calling and bathing these guys to check on them and trying to force them to be who they want to be. Trying to force you to get in here on time to do what you should already do because you're trying to invest in yourself so you can be something, so you can make some money, so you can get out of this situation. I don't think you understand that it's over, it's coming soon. It's always coming soon. Like right now, uh, tuition, right? They get tuition, they pay for your school and your education, correct? Uh, right now, all your meals are taken care of, right? And you have a book card that you can get other meals, correct? What else is taken care of? What you paying for right now? What y'all paying for? Persons. Rent, right? How much they give you to take care of that? Nice amount, right? So everything you pretty much need, there's a difference between needs and wants. Everything you need is taken care of, right? How long y'all think it's gonna last? So we all win. So what you gonna do? What you gonna do? It's, it's easy said. How you gonna do that? No, straight up. How you do that? Graduate, have a, have a plan. What's the plan? What is What's the plan? What's the plan? Basically, 
That is the conversation that we as parents have to have with our children. That's what I felt like when I was listening to that. Deion Sanders is telling these young men that this is going to end at some point. And what is your game plan? Now, I'm sure other coaches are having these conversations, or maybe they're not. The point being, the reason why I played that for you is because of the fact that we are looking at him and everybody was over it, right? They're so arrogant. They're so they're so full of themselves. And that's not what it, what it truly was. What was happening is Deion Sanders is telling those kids, don't be apologetic for being who you are. That's why he is prime time. And he's trying to raise these kids to be in the right mindset for the bigger picture. So, yeah, a lot of people are getting frustrated with him. I get it. They don't like him all up in their face, all up in the videos. But, again, take away from all of the pomp and circumstance and listen to the message. Watch the sideline when he's talking to these players. You don't see him going up and dog cussing them. He, first off, he don't cuss. Secondly, after he gets on them for their mistakes, he gives them a hug and tells them that he loves them. So when you talk about coaches, what they're getting paid, number one. Number two, what their records are. This team lost one game last year. I mean, won one game last year. Right now, they are four and two. And I don't want to hear that crap about who did they play or how did they look. And there's teams that we've, we've seen that played. The two losses that they had are teams that have been put together, that have played together, and that understand each other. So tonight, when you're watching this game, watch it with an open mind and not look at it as somebody that was, you know, Dion's always excelled. Let's let's call it like it is. Dion's a superstar as an individual. But what he's doing for these young men, I felt like I needed to share that with you because he means so much to that community. I had a conversation with somebody that was just recently in Colorado. And he said that the city loves. Deion Sanders. He has people coming back to Colorado football and making Colorado football relevant. Because when was the last time you sat and thought about Colorado football? I'll wait. Yeah, exactly. Now we see him every week. Now we're seeing Shador. Sanders put up big numbers. We're getting back Travis Hunter this week. You're seeing, if you watched the 60-minute piece, you would have saw what exactly some of the players that he tried to run off stayed and fought, and now they're the biggest stars on the team. So be careful, man. Don't try to tear people down without knowing the whole story because what you see isn't always what you get. I leave every show telling you, don't believe everything you see because even salt looks like sugar. That is what I mean. You may see all this other stuff going on and did not, did not understand who Dion is and why Dion has done what he's done. And he's had opportunities. And people believe if he's going to leave, if he wants to leave, he can. But he don't have to. Because Colorado is doing right by him. And like he said, get me now. Because the rest of them, we coming. So I was going to talk about that. And then obviously this weekend's uh, slate of games are going to be huge. Alabama is hosting Arkansas in the SEC. We got Tennessee and Texas A&M. I actually like Texas A&M in this game. Don't ask me why. But that will be a 2.30 on CBS. Uh Number 23, Kansas. 
Kansas is a team that is uh, trying to make moves. They're number 23. They play Oklahoma State Saturday on FS1. Uh, making it happen. Making it happen. The biggest matchup of the weekend, everybody's been talking about it. The nation's been talking about it. We've been talking about it. Is Oregon traveling to take on the number seven? Oregon number eight. Number seven is uh, University of Washington on ABC. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge fan of Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback for, for uh, Washington. You got a chance to see him when Texas played them in the Alamo Bowl last year, and those wide receivers are deadly. The quarterback is a Heisman Trophy candidate. On the other side, you got Bo Nix. We were in Dallas last weekend. Bo Nix has big old trophy, not trophies, but uh, murals of him. Big old posters. I saw people walking around a cotton bowl with a Bo Nix sign talking about Bodacious, trying to get him into the Heisman Trophy conversation. So this is going to be a matchup to where these guys may, may cross each other out as we move forward. This is a big-time matchup, and I can't wait for that one as well. You got USC, Notre Dame, huge, huge implications on that. You know these two Fan bases, they don't like each other. These two teams, every time it is a battle, Notre Dame is favored by three, but USC has the reigning Heisman Trophy winner who just seems to will his team to victory every opportunity that he gets because he is smooth with it. He looks unorthodox to me. There's nothing really smooth about Caleb Williams except for do balls out. He can make every throw, off-schedule throw, can can make plays with his legs, as you saw last week. He's big. He's strong. He's going to be the number one overall pick if he decides to come out. That's the scary part is that he got another opportunity to come out and play again uh, in in college. So it is going to be on and popping. And I know for some of you guys that have jumped on, that probably wasn't ready to jump on yet. My man, my man Kyle Humans is uh, tied up. He will be on with me here in just a little bit. I wanted to make sure that I give you that because he did text me and said that he had to move some things around. Uh, I'm asking him right now, when is he going to be ready? But uh, seriously, Caleb Williams is that's that different difference maker. Uh, number 18, UCLA is taking on Oklahoma State. I think that's going to be one hell of a matchup as well. Uh, UCLA is getting better. And I heard them talking about it earlier. They're actually playing defense for the first time in a very long time. So I'm curious to see how they play out. UCLA has got a young quarterback as well. But Oregon State, Oregon State, DJ Ungalalele, who has been playing really good. I know Bucky likes uh, Oregon State as well. So we'll see how this will play out this weekend. So much going on. Texas Longhorns have the weekend off. So there's going to be some time that we all sit here and be like, "Mm, this is going to be a fun, fun weekend as we we get to relax and not stress out. Uh, In the NFL this weekend, one of the biggest matchups for the local crew is uh, the Houston Texans as they host the New Orleans Saints. It's, it's, It's on Fox. It's going to be noon. C.J. Stroud is one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. His completion percentage, he passed Dak. Think about that. He passed Dak Prescott for the most uh, attempts without an interception. Dope. I like it. I like it. So that is going to be fun. D'Amico Ryans has done a great job with this team. The defense is starting to come together as well. They play really good, solid defense uh, under D'Amico Ryan, and the offense is, is doing their thing. The Saints, they now have Alvin Kamara back. So they are excited about the things that they have in front of them. Derek Carr is is doing his thing. But it's going to be one of those games where you're you're hoping, you're hoping that C.J. Stroud will have just enough to get past this New Orleans Saints team. Because if they can get to three and three after last year's debacle, and you know, they were all trying to tank. It's part of it. I get it. But with the tanking, 
there is still expectations. You got that taken care of. You drafted the guys that you wanted. You went with C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Will Anderson has done a great job on that defense. And as I've said, this defense has been playing some really good football right now. Got Jalen Petrie on the back end, Derek Stanley Jr. You have players. And now they're starting to come together because D'Amico Ryans, being the great defensive-minded player that he is, defensive-minded coach that he is, it's important for that to happen. So it's been really good to watch them. Another game that I'm going to be paying attention to this weekend is uh, Seattle versus Cincinnati. Joe Burrow seems to get, be getting hot. Jamar Chase is making plays again, coming off an unbelievable performance. He said, I'm always open like 7-Eleven. So, hey, shout out to 7-Eleven, one of the sponsors here at Texas Sports Unfiltered. Uh, Joey Fresh is doing his thing too. So it's going to be a very, very tough weekend for both of these teams. Do you believe that Cincinnati is back? Do you believe that Joe Burrow – being Joe Cool that he is, is he ready to, to be healthy, number one? Because you know he was still dealing with that calf injury. But the thing that impresses me the most about Joe Burrow is that nothing seems to phase him. His facial expressions never change. I think somebody was telling me that he's got that frontal lobe deal where he just got that, that, that chromosome that a lot of people just don't have. And he's making it just cool to be cool. And he feels like he's never out of a game. And that's impressive to watch. My man, Jamar Chase, like I said, he's talking about he's open. But I love what Geno Smith is doing for the Seahawks. I told you that yesterday when I was giving out my, my power rankings. I like what they do. Pete Carroll seems like he's getting younger. He's like Benjamin Button. My man is aging backwards. So I'm impressed with what they got. And then the Sunday matchup that uh, our man Chip Brown, Chip Brown is going to be in attendance at it as the Detroit Lions traveling to Tampa Bay. This is a big-time game. The Detroit Lions, who I have number fifth in my power rankings, and rightfully so, they seem to get better. And Jared Goff is one of the best quarterbacks in the league against Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. Jared Goff was the number one overall pick for the Rams in 2016. Tampa has Baker Mayfield, who was the number one overall pick for in 2018. And both of those guys have been playing well. So I just, I'm looking at this and saying this is a good matchup. We're going to learn a lot about Tampa. And we're definitely going to learn a lot about the uh, Detroit Lions because they seem to get better every single week. And we talked about this before. Chip Brown talks about it all the time. The sign of a well-coached team is week-to-week improvement. And it seems like, when Dan Campbell took over and to where they are right now, this team, and this organization seems to be all on the same page of making things happen. I've been really impressed with what I've seen with Detroit, and it's definitely something that is uh, must-watch television. I wanted to talk a little bit, too, before I talk about it. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, we lost, as a Dallas Cowboy fan, we lost one of uh, one of my favorite Dallas Cowboys, and I know people are like, huh? But I, we lost one of our favorite Dallas Cowboys, but I'll talk about that here in just a second. But right now, I want to talk about my friends over at Four Roofs TX. The number four, Roofs TX, is where you need, dot com is where you need to go for all of your uh, residential or commercial roofing needs. The Texas rate, uh, weather has been crazy. I was driving again today, and it started off drizzly and kind of rainy, and now I'm looking out there and the sun's back out, but you never know what's going to happen with this weather. You might get heavy rain. You might get uh, hail. All you got to do is get them to come out and check on your roof. Go to the number four, roofstx.com. It's a locally owned company that understands what you need, and they have over 15 years of experience, affordable pricing, and a quick response time. They are very thorough and trustworthy, and I use them for my home. My neighbors have used them. Why not be part of the crew and let them come and help you out? I know them personally, and I promise you, you won't be disappointed. As always, they will leave a project manager on every job site to ensure that you get everything you, you were promised, and hopefully it goes smooth. So what are you waiting for? Reach out today 
at 512-520-5884. That is 512-520-5884. Or go to the number four, roofstx.com. I also want to talk about my friends over at Pest Wranglers. PestWranglers.com is where you need to go for all your pest control needs. Pest Wranglers is a locally owned small family business that was started in 2006. The company was started just because the owner was tired of working for companies that didn't know how to treat their employees and didn't know how to treat their customers right. You know, if I'm working with them, you should too. Pest Wranglers services most of the Central Texas area. And if you're needing help with mosquitoes, termites, rodent control, or uh, you need inspections for your residential or commercial properties, please give Pest Wranglers a call at 512-670-7808 or go to the website at pestwranglers.com. The best thing about Pest Wranglers is they won't make you sign a contract because they believe firmly that if you are happy as a customer, you won't want to go anywhere else. And let me tell you why. They've got five-star ratings on Google, Yelp, Angie's List, and all referral sites. Do yourself a favor, give them a call, 512-670-7808, or go to pestwranglers.com. Well, as you know, there's a big uh, series that is happening this weekend, starting Sunday. The Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros will have that, what is it, I-45 series uh, getting ready to start. This is going to be one for the ages, I promise you that. The starting pitching is going to be great on both sides because you have so much experience there. Uh, the offense is just as good on both sides. So it is going to be, if this was a football game, they would call it a slobber knocker. But since it's baseball, it's going to be high, intense, and loud. And I know both fan bases cannot wait. It's the hardest ticket to get. I even try to call in favors to try to get some tickets. And they're like, dude, I'm tapped out. And I'm like, wait, what? I've got credentials, but I still can't get up into that piece. If you look at both sides of these teams, on the offensive side, you got Jordan Alvarez for Houston. You got Kyle Tucker. You got Alex Bregman. You got Jose Altuve and Pena, who was the MVP of the World Series last year and the ALCS. And then you got Jose Abreu, who is waking up. The Rangers got Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Odolis Garcia, Jonah Heim behind the plate. I think that would be the only difference in these two teams as far as offense is concerned. Jonah Heim is a, is a much better hitter than Martin Maldonado, but Martin Maldonado is a better catcher than Jonah Heim. It's going to be a great battle. And then you look at the young stars that the Texas Rangers have. Josh Young, who I've been talking about forever, and if you remember him from Texas Tech and his little brother, Chase, but Josh would have probably been – the MVP, I mean, a rookie of the year in the American League because he got off to a hard, hard, hot start. Then he ended up getting hurt, and then he battled his way back, and now he's finally getting back in the form, and he squares up the baseball, and he plays some good third base. So I don't think any of those moments are going to be too big. Then you have Evan Carter in the outfield as well, another young superstar that came up through this system. And Leody, uh Tavares in center field. He's a veteran, but he's young. You know, he's been around the game for a while, and all those players that I just mentioned have played in Round Rock. So the Round Rock Express, the developmental part, uh, the AAA team for the uh, Texas Rangers, and was formerly of the Houston Astros because Jordan, Kyle, Kyle was 30-30 when he was at Round Rock. Kyle Tucker was 30-30. Jordan Alvarez, I saw him hit a ball over the swimming pool in uh, right field at the Dale Diamond. So these teams are, are ready, really ready to battle this thing out. Uh, the bullpens are going to be the answer. Uh, who, who will be the calmest in those bullpens for both of these teams? Chapman can implode at any moment for Texas. You don't know what you're going to get from him. Every time he steps on the mound, he may come out there and be lights out, or he may step on the mound and knock all your lights out because he's going to be that wild. And then you look at the on the uh, Astro side, Hector Neris, you don't know which one you're going to get from him either. He's been good at times, but he's also been wild. He likes to run his mouth, and you know that this series is going to have some very intense moment. Make sure you got your blood pressure medication going on. So I'm looking at this, but the story of it all, the story of it all will come down to 
the chess match between Bruce Bochy and Dusty Baker. Two guys that have been around the game for a very long time, two former major league uh, players, two guys that have been in one World Series. Uh, Dusty got his first one last year, and Bruce Bochy has three. Both of these guys have been the San Francisco Giant managers. They have history. They know each other well. They, they've been around each other. They, they're going to see who can uh, control the, the, the movements, control the team, and both of these guys are, are ready to go. So that is the chess match that I will be paying attention to because of the, the moves that need to be made during this time. So I'm excited about it, and I can't wait for this series. And we'll continue the conversation about it um, Saturday, Sunday uh, is the first games of the series. And I believe that Brad Kellner and myself and Kevin Dunn are going to have some conversations about this. Um, I want to make sure that I get this information out because I brought it up just a second ago. I wanted to talk about Walt Garrison, the former Dallas Cowboy, uh, who really was a Cowboy, whether it was an Oklahoma State Cowboy or a real rodeo Cowboy. He passed away yesterday at the age of 79. And he was the original Skull brother. You know, Earl Campbell was definitely Skull brother number one. And he he was the one that Walt Garrison was the one that would talk. Just get a little pinch between your cheek and gum and just let you know that he was that type of dude. He was the original number 32 for the Dallas Cowboys. And it, it's just he played in movies, too. He had it all. But he was one of those guys that was a real tough football player. I know everybody wants to talk about Dick Buckus, and I know that he passed just recently. Mike Dicka, who was also a Dallas Cowboy, was a tough guy. Walt Garrison was a tough dude. And you'll hear more stories about him as time goes on and before his uh, funeral. But this is somebody that was a talented, talented football player. He led the Big Eight in rushing. Um, but he was a real rodeo cowboy. He was a Dallas cowboy, and he was an Oklahoma State cowboy. So when you look up a picture of a cowboy, you know that Walt Garrison was definitely that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Texas basketball as well. It's real interesting when you think about the Texas basketball team because it's crazy that basketball season is right around the corner, and I know a lot of people are really dialed into Texas football. There's a uh, uh, something in the air that you believe that Texas is going to be playing for a Big 12 championship. So you're really focused on what the Texas Longhorn football team is doing. But let's not get it twisted on the 40 acres. They're doing something big on the men's side and the women's side, but I want to focus on the men's side right now. The media released, the Big 12 media released their uh, preseason poll, their top uh, 14 teams. And I'll go from the back to the front is uh, UCF, another team that's new to the conference, is coming in at 14. BYU, another new team, 13. Oklahoma, Oklahoma's down near the bottom at number 12. Cincinnati, always had some good basketball teams when Huggy Bear was there, but Huggy Bear's not there, and I'll get into him in just a second. Cincinnati comes in at 11. Oklahoma State, is coming in at 10. I think they're a lot more, I think they're better than what teams are going to give them credit for. West Virginia, no Huggy Bear, new new regime there because Huggy can't keep his mouth shut. Um, they come in at number nine. Texas Tech with their new coach, Grant McClaskin, coming in from uh University of North Texas, formerly a bench coach with Scott Drew at Baylor. He's coming in to take over that. Iowa State, number seven, Kansas State. That, remember that run that they went on, but they're going to be regrouping and trying to bring in some new players. They're coming in at number um, six. TCU coming in at number five. They're always a tough out. Um, we're about to be joined by Kyle Yeomans. But, uh, Kyle Yeomans, sorry about that. But Baylor comes in at number four. Texas comes in at number three. That's right, hook them. Number three, U of H comes in at number two. And, of course, the Kansas 
Jayhawks are now coming in at number one. Um, interesting, interesting moments that you can actually look at because this, this conference is a lot different now because of the U of H that joined. U of H is one of the best basketball teams in the country. They continue to battle. Obviously, you know, Kansas, they figured out a way to get off of the uh, probation where they didn't get hit with any of the probation. So now you get an opportunity to see what it's all about. I can't wait for basketball season. And another person I can't wait to have join us is my man, Kyle Humans, who covers the Dallas Cowboys like no other. He is a good friend of mine. We've done some games together. He's a host of the of the pre and post game for the Dallas Cowboys, and he does all kinds of athletic. I think he had a high school game he called last night. My man is always busy. Let me bring him on right now. My man Kyle Humans. Kyle, what's up, buddy? What's going on, Harbaugh? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. Check me out, baby. Coach Prime, dog. I'm rolling with Prime. Got you some prime gear. Now he sent that to you like next day shipping, right? Like he sent oh, it right to your straight door. Straight overnight, baby. Yeah, that's what I thought. It, yeah, he he made sure that he got that one prime sent and delivered for you. That's right. That's right. Amazon Prime. That's what I'm <laughs> <laughs> So Kyle, let's get right into it, man. Last week was an absolute disaster. The Dallas yep. Cowboys traveled out to uh the Bay Area. And let's just say they just put it on it. And the biggest question that I have, you can't let one game beat you twice. Mm -hmm. And going back out to Cali this weekend to play Monday night football against the LA chargers, you're going to see that ex-girlfriend who, who's got something ready for you that knows everything about you. Mm -hmm. Gets you a little bit nervous, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, a little bit. And it's mostly because of the, uh, because of the situation. It's mostly because of what just happened to you in San Francisco. And yeah, it's not an easy, uh, not an easy turnaround. This is a good Chargers team too. Yes. And if we're being honest, it's a desperate Chargers team because if they fall on this one, they're two and three, uh, they're coming off of their bye week. So they've had an extra week to watch you play and kind of dissect what you do well as a team. And so, uh, if they want to stay above 500 going into their week seven, uh, then they've got to get a win too. So just because you're desperate as a Dallas Cowboys bunch doesn't mean you're the only desperate team that's uh, that's in this this matchup. So uh, yeah, Kellen Kellen's going to have a little bit of an animosity toward this team. He's going to want to try and pull out the big big guns and uh, unleash his his really talented quarterback and Justin Herbert and. Certainly, that's uh, that's on the top of his priority list. But hey, Cowboys got to be ready for it, and they got to be ready to adjust if uh, if need be. So, talking about the Cowboys having to adjust, obviously, it was not the defense's best work last week. No. Um, Kyle Shanahan was dialing up every single play that you could possibly think of, and it looked like it all worked. Brock, Brock Purdy was in rhythm, but most importantly, what did you see um, from the Dallas Cowboys? that would either make you worry besides the injury too. Don't forget about those, but what would make you worry and what will give you hope? My, my worry. Yeah. Outside of the injuries. I mean, Leighton Van Der Esch and CJ Goodwin are two guys that are imperative to what they do for their unit offensively. I mean, excuse me, defensively and special teams wise. Yep. So missing those guys, that's a significant loss. Uh, but what worries me the most is, is the lack of, the lack of identity on offense. I mean, yes. what are you what are you trying to to establish? Yeah, we've heard about the change of scheme. Yeah, we're trying to move the chains and go down the field. But if you're a defense lining up to stop the Cowboys right now, what are you looking at? What are you like? What are you What are you saying? C.D. Lamb. Yeah, he's incredible, and uh, he'd probably be, probably be the number one weapon on the list. Tony Pollard, same thing. He's probably number two on the list, but. Uh, outside of that, neither one of those guys have really been successful these last three weeks. Uh, neither one of those guys have played at the level that they did prior to the 2023 season, except for maybe C.D. Lamb in week two against the Jets. So what are you trying to stop? And right now, the lack of identity, I think, has this Cowboys team in a bind offensively, especially to, to try and uh, to try and get it done. The, the thing that that gives me hope is the fact that you have some sort of continuity up front. I mean, this is the second game where your entire offensive line is healthy. Your entire offensive line looks like they're 
they're going to be going and, and starting and finishing all of these games. Knock on wood, of course, the Cowboys are on the practice field as I speak. But got to got to get through the weekend of practice and then get to Monday night healthy. But your offensive line has, has been that. And so hopefully that gives you more time to throw uh, against the Chargers defense that's allowed a ton of passing yards to this point on the season. And, yeah, I, I think that's what gives me hope is a little bit of continuity on the offensive side. Hopefully that's enough to, to provide some change and provide a, a little bit of confidence on that side of the ball as well. Well, I'm glad that you said that. We talked about the passing yards that they were able to give up, but it doesn't look like Dak, CeeDee Lamb, and that offense is in a cohesive place because, you know, we've heard, like you said at the very beginning, we've heard about the new offensive scheme, but other teams have had offensive scheme changes as well, and they seem to be adjusting. You have the, pretty much the same personnel, but the scheme doesn't seem to wow anybody. The league is the league is fun to watch when you watch a team like San Francisco. The, the, you look at what's going on in Detroit, but then you look at the Cowboys and you're like, yeah. And obviously, Dak is getting the brunt of the criticism. But yeah. What 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 can we expect moving forward? I, I think you can expect a little bit more creativity because you kind of have to, right? You kind of have to put some creativity in there and. Here's, here's the thing. It doesn't always have to be exciting. It doesn't always have to be the big play. As long as you're scoring touchdowns, you're you're doing okay, but they haven't even been able to do that. They haven't even right. been able to put together those drives. And even the one drive against San Francisco that you felt like, okay, they can get this done, they can get back in this football game, was when it was 14 to nothing. You got the football back, and you went all the way down the field 80-plus yards and you ended up with taking what the defense gave you. You dinked and you dunked. You went underneath. You you controlled the middle of the field, and then you threw it over the top to Cavante Turpin and allowed for Turpin to have that big score in the on the the corner route in the back of the end zone. So, if if you're able to do that and and continue to take what the defense gives you, that's one thing. Uh, but if, if you're getting outside of your game plan, you're you're forcing reads. Dak can't play freely. That's one thing with Dak right now is the criticism has certainly been on him. But I, I really think they've put a lot on his plate, and he he plays like a, he's robotic. I mean, that's yeah. that weird yeah. side of it. He looks like he's uncomfortable, visibly uncomfortable playing the quarterback position. He's always been more impressive and, and more successful when he's just playing. He's just playing the game, and he's just playing freely. I, I think they need to get back to that a little bit more. doesn't mean they have to change the system, but they just need to find the quarterback uh, that they've had in the past, the 2021 DAC, the 2018 DAC, 2016 DAC, that had some success just playing football and allowing for that offense to do the rest. So moving forward, we're here, Monday Night Football, big-time game, national TV audience again. I mean, Cowboys are always in front of a national TV audience. But now you're really in front of a national TV audience on Monday Night Football. What should we expect uh, in this game, I know it's going to be high scoring. I firmly believe it's going to be a high scoring game. Mm -hmm. But do we have some positives to take away from this game on Monday night? Well, one positive is that it looks like Joey Bosa is doubtful. Um, not that you you wish injury upon anybody. That's never the case in the NFL. But if he's not on the field, that is a significant loss for the yep. uh, Chargers defense. And he's such a good player, man. Like he does an unbelievable job of just controlling the line of scrimmage. Him and Khalil Mack both. And yeah. even when Bosa didn't play against the Raiders, they were probably thinking the same thing. And Khalil Mack ended up with six sacks. So uh, <laughs> I think if you look one way and there's another guy on the other side. <laughs> Either way, you got to play strong. I, I I really like the the matchup, though, for Dak uh, to build that confidence against a, a, a weaker secondary in the Chargers. They, they just traded away J.C. Jackson. They're young on the outside. Really the one bright spot of that secondary is Asante Samuel Jr. and uh, what he, he's done, this former second-round pick out of Florida State. and He's been great on the backside of that, that Chargers defense, but if you can avoid turning the football over, I think there will be holes to throw the football into and to kind of put into the hands of your wideouts and your, your big playmakers. So that's, that's my positivity is the fact that I think if there was a matchup offensively for this team to get back on track. It was certainly the Chargers defense, and hopefully it's just what the doctor ordered because they need some confidence in that locker room going into the bye week. Now, speaking of it, I want to kick a horse while he's down. What in the hell is going on with the run game? Or, excuse me, 
the lack thereof. You know, Tony Pollard was supposed to be the guy, and he still can be, but mm -hmm. he's obviously not the one that we need to be running between the tackles. I really like what Rico Dowdle has been bringing to the table. I yeah. do believe we need to see a little bit more of Deuce Vaughn just because of the, the, the some element of surprise with him. What mm -hmm. can we do to get this run game going? Man, uh, I think <laughs> it's tough because I think Tony Pollard is okay. Like, I don't think it's Tony that's the problem here. I think it's more so uh, getting him the the right touches, getting him in the right situations. And maybe in another week behind that big offensive line and the starting offensive line is enough for him to, to really jolt into uh, being what he was. We haven't seen the home run hitting ability just yet. Uh, I still think he possesses that. So, Maybe you allow for Tony to get going. I think in terms of San Francisco, they just abandoned the run early. I think that's all that really happened. Maybe there was a lack of confidence on the fumble uh, that, that Tony Pollard lost in the, yeah. lost one drive, and maybe they didn't want to give it back to him. But I, I really think they abandoned the run far too quickly. Uh, and if they're able to uh, to get some, some good ground game going again this week, I, I think you're going to see that ground game continue to roll because that's what Mike McCarthy wants to do. He talked about it all offseason. He wants to run the football. They've got to show it to me before I can really give some confidence in the ground. Yeah, you and the rest of the Dallas Cowboy Nation as well. Kyle, tell everybody where they can find you and where they can expect to see you this weekend. Yeah, well, I've got the pregame and postgame coverage for DallasCowboys.com. We get started at 6 p.m. Central Time. We're actually going to have a live audience as well if you're in the dallas fort worth area or even if you're driving up from austin I, it doesn't matter where you are you can make a trip up i-35 i grew up in waco you can stop at, at the check stop on the way it'd be great right. but come stop by we're at the star and frisco uh, tostitos championship plaza 6 p.m central is when we get started it'll be me isaiah Stanback, barry church and the group nate newton as well and you'll get to meet all those guys if you come say hi should be fun just tell them that 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 mike hart sent you that's, that's that right. key. Tell them hard sent you, and then I'll know exactly where you came from. Should be fun. You can catch that on DallasCowboys.com and our postgame coverage on the website as well as uh, Bally Sports Southwest, too. And just let them know when they walk in, the code word is 254. There you go. Big time. <laughs> Big time 254. That's how we do it. Kyle, as always, thank you, brother. Great breakdown, and I'll be talking to you soon. Keep up the great work, as always. Yeah, of course. Hey, I'm going to be down in Austin for the F1 race, so I'm going to need to, I'm going to, need to hook up. We got to, I got to get the right get the right prime spots to, to, to hit up, okay? You know I got you, brother. Just let me know. I got you. All right. Talk to you soon. I appreciate you. There he goes. Kyle Eubens, representing the Dallas Cowboys. He breaks it down, and it's going to be important. And if you are in the Dallas-Fort Fort Worth area and you want to go by the star, go check out my man, Kyle and Frisco, they have a great time over there. Let me tell you about the great folks for Great Blue Heron Furniture. It's a customer, uh, a custom leather furniture company that was started in 1991. They focus on the heavy leathers, hides, fabrics, ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. And let me just tell you how beautiful this stuff is. My man BK swears by it. He knows the family. He knows all the people that are involved with this. And what better way to understand that you can also be a part of it by getting a Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection. That's right. When you use the promo code HOOKEM, you're going to get 15% off of your purchase. If you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and is built to last, look no further than Great Blue Heron Furniture. You can click on the link below right down there, or you can call them at 866-247-9688. I want to thank you all for joining me again with Hanging With Hard. I love this week. It's going to be a great weekend. I can't wait for this Texas Rangers and Houston Astros matchup. It is going to be, as the kids say nowadays, spicy. Don't forget, don't believe everything you see, because even salt looks like sugar. Peace. Thought you were going to say Thought you were going to say lit, Harge, but the kids have moved on from lit, I'm guessing. Well, no, they're still using lit, but I did find out that Riz is a name that everybody's been talking about, and it's now being put into the dictionary. Riz? Riz, R-I-Z-Z. -Z. What does that mean? It means that you got game. <laughs> you got that written. Trust me, dude. I found that out. We were on a soccer trip, and these kids kept saying, and all the parents were like, what the hell are they talking about? Are you saying jizz? What are you no. saying? I put an R in front of it, BK. I put an R in front of it.
Oh, arges. <laughs> like parges. <laughs> oh, riz. What is this? Riz. R I Z Z. Come on, guys. You got to be hip. You got to be hip. Apparently, Arge, none of us have riz. Harge, I'm never going to think of your last name in the possessive ever again the right way. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. As always, uh, have a great show, fellas. I appreciate y'all.